Hello, and thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Raising OKC Kids. Joining us today is Chief Executive Officer of Bethany Children's Health Center, Nico Gomez. Thank you for joining us, Nico. Person, thank you. And I just want to say a special appreciation to Metro Family Magazine. You guys are a great resource for just building stronger, more connected families. So thank you for giving us the opportunity to visit. Thank you for saying that. We hope so. We're trying to root for families in OKC, so that's our goal. Um, and I'd love to start with some uh, introductions on you, Nico. You joined the staff at Bethany Children's Health Center in 2020. What a time to join a health center in a new job. And as CEO, um, Nico Gomez provides leadership, direction, and administration for all aspects of hospital activities to ensure quality, economic, health care services. Prior to joining the hospital, he served as the president and CEO of Care Providers Oklahoma, which is the state's largest nursing home association, and enjoyed a 16-year career at the Oklahoma Health Care Authority, the state Medicaid agency. He is a member of the American College of Healthcare Executives. He holds a Bachelor of Arts degree from the University of Oklahoma and a Master of Healthcare Administration from Southern Nazarene University. So three years into leading this organization, what continues to keep you passionate and encouraged about the work you do every day? Well, and I, you know, I've actually been familiar with, and it's been, you know, it's been the Children's Center for a long time. It was the Children's Center in 1984. Then it was the Children's Center Rehabilitation Hospital. During all that time, when I was over at working with the state of Oklahoma at the Oklahoma Healthcare Authority, State Medicaid, Sooner Care, Sooner, we were very familiar with the organization. I was very familiar with the organization. And it was such a great place because every time you walked in the, in the building, you just felt a sense of hope. And I always kind of thought, man, if, if I ever had the opportunity to work there, um, I'm going to jump at it. And I, I was given that opportunity. And I am so thrilled to be here and and now that i'm getting here on a day-to-day -day basis uh, you, you know you get that that battery filled every day by seeing kids thrive and seeing them just grow and learn and and really and, and see them leave the hospital i mean that's really our goal for every child is is to be able to find a, a path home and back into community and to see that happen and and, and be able to to uh, visit with families and journey with families and, and sometimes a really dark time um, and then see the hope that's given. And really that's because of our staff, our employees are just tremendous about really pouring themselves, you know, professionally into making sure that uh, they're living out our mission. And part of our mission is, is seeing maximize the potential of every child. And our staff does that. And when you get a chance to walk into an organization that is doing that as just normal day-to-day -day business, I, it, it, Best job I've ever had. Best job I've ever had. I love hearing that. And obviously the passion is coming through in your voice. Um, and it is such a mission-based organization. And so I'm glad to hear you saying those things about the families that come through that you see every day, the positive experiences you get to see every day. Um, I'd love to hear more about the founding of Bethany Children's Health Center. Um, you've mentioned it's gone through a couple name changes, but I've heard that it was originally opened as a children's convalescent home. Yeah, and even really before we were a convalescent home, we were an orphanage, and and so in 1898 we turned 125 years this year, and we were a lot of things, but it's always been around kids. I mean, we've had different name changes, we've had you know different organizational structures, but it was always around kids. As starting as an orphanage in 1898, then moving out here in Bethany in 1909, 
Um, we were a convalescent home, a convalescent hospital, uh, more of a kind of a long-term care for, for kids with special needs. And what the beauty of that is, is the organization was always able to adapt to the community's needs, really being able to stand in the gap for the kids who had no other place to go, uh, no other place to receive services, no other place for shelter. And uh, this is a, you know, a historic organization that, you know, God has completely blessed to make sure that they had the resources uh, to make sure that they could, you know, uh, spend the money they needed to take care of kids and, and, and the community walked alongside them, really couldn't do that without uh, really a uh, really strong faith in God, but then also just through that faith, having the community walk along with them. And, and they, that's been happening for 125 years. I have the privilege now of shepherding that into the next uh, generation of, of, of employees and kids. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's a privilege, but it's also a challenge and, you know, coming through COVID and all those kind of things, but it's a special place. And we honestly just don't have, I don't have, you don't have all the time that for, for me to kind of go through the whole thing of the whole history, but man, it's special. And, and we actually have a lot of it documented and we'd love to share that if anybody ever has an interest. Absolutely. Yes. If you have an interest, check out their website because there's a beautiful timeline of roots, just as Nico was describing, but then on through today and um, responding to community needs, as you mentioned, that is very apparent um, in the mission of uh, Bethany Children's Health Center. So from the amazing and inspiring roots, um, this health center still provides loving and quality care to the youngest members of our community. How many patients do you typically serve in a year? And what oh, are some of the most, <laughs> I know that's probably a hard question to answer. Um, but, and then I'd love to hear what are some of the most common disabilities, illnesses and injuries that are seen and treated? Yeah, so we have an inpatient program and an outpatient program, and those combined, we'll see thousands of kids a year. Now, on average, we'll have about 120 kids in the hospital any given day on the inpatient side. And some of those kids will be here, a large percentage of those kids will be here for a number of years as they're, as they're going through some complex care uh, support needs and rehabilitation. And then we'll have some kids who will be here for, you know, a few weeks, four, six, eight weeks, depending on, on their rehab, uh, rehabilitation needs. And then we have a really growing and robust outpatient services. And so through all those programs, we'll see thousands of kids here, really from all over the country, most of them here in Oklahoma, uh, but, but we'll actually serve kids from all over the country. And in terms of like what kind of services that, we'll, that we're providing, it's really anything from general pediatric care to really complex medical needs. And so what does that mean? It's like, we'll have some special, we specialize in brain injury, spinal cord injury, you know, spinal cord optimization, brain injury response, um, developmental feeding, uh, neonatal abstinence syndrome, uh, mechanical ventilation, spina bifida, cerebral palsy. So sometimes they're birth-related issues, sometimes they're environmental-related issues, or just trauma. And uh, we have a, really just a group of phenomenal uh, physicians, clinicians, therapists, and just other support staff uh, that really come along each family, each child to really meet their needs. But it's always going to kind of be around that kind of complex medical issue, maybe multiple organ issues, brain injury, spinal cord injury, probably tends to be the most common. Uh, but then, you know, also serving the whole family. So, you know, the, a brother or sister who might just have general pediatric needs, we can serve them. So instead of a family having to go all across the city for all the healthcare needs, we really want to try to provide that here. So brother or sister can get their general pediatric needs while brother or sister is getting also their complex care needs met. Mm. 
That right there is powerful because as I imagine, some of the children that are in the inpatient facility might have to stay there for a long time, especially with some of the cases you've mentioned. Um, and yeah, what if they have siblings? You know, parents can only be so many places in one time. Um, so that that is really powerful and really speaks to the whole family care that you mentioned. I know so many people appreciate that. And, and we're, you know, now part of that is just listening to our families, hearing what they need, you know, not, you know, we're, not, we're never going to understand exactly what they're going through. So it's really important for us to listen and then uh, learn from that and, and lead as well as we can. I love hearing that. Thank you. Um, so Bethany Hill Children's Health Center is known as an innovative leader in the field of pediatric rehabilitation and 24-hour complex care. I'd love to hear about how some of the innovations the hospital has made has helped families in the metro and you mentioned even beyond. Yeah, even beyond. And I think that's where, you know, it really kind of comes back to our staff. We have a very caring and innovative team. Uh, they're always looking to how can we maximize the potential of every child and every child's unique, all their, all their cases around the, the, their, their needs are all unique. And so how can we come around and develop a plan of care around that child's need? Again, trying to get them back home. And so what it looks like is sometimes we'll, we'll, we are the first in things and we're, we were the first, we had the first pediatric patient in Oklahoma to receive a phrenic, a, a, a phrenic, always have trouble with that, or a phrenic nerve pacer. Uh, and so typically related to spinal cord injury, we had a young lady who was injured, uh, had an injury related around uh, a boating accident, and uh, we were able to give her a phrenic nerve impact, uh, implant, uh, pacer implant, and then that actually helped her breathe on her own, uh, and, you know, pushing the diaphragm in and out, because when you have a spinal cord injury, you do a lot of nerve damage, and so th that was an example of using uh, innovation and technology um, in a way where we're able to help a child reach independence. And when they get independent, then we're, they're able to optimize their, their quality of life. And so though that's a perfect example of we were, have, we, we were blessed to be the first in the state of Oklahoma to offer that for a pediatric patient. Uh, but not only that, we have, you know, a really innovative, uh, uh, you know, we have a lot of kids on, on a mechanical bent. Uh, we have about 50 kids actually in the hospital and about 50 kids in the community that we support. We're always looking for ways to, uh, to wean a child off a mechanical bent. And so really using a lot of innovation to do that. I think we have a very good um, track record, if you will, to, to be able to accomplish that. But even beyond that, just developmental feeding programs. I don't think I understood um, some of the challenges some of our families have in making sure that the, 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 a child's going to thrive because they're eating well and eating right. And part of that is just a physical dynamic that happens whenever they're eating. And uh, we have developmental feeding programs that are, are vital, number one, to making sure that the, a child is receiving the, the right amount of nutrition in the right way. And so to me, those are just innovations uh, where they're using, again, the technology and the expertise um, to making sure that uh, kids all have a an opportunity to thrive no matter what their need may be and then equipment um, innovative equipment is, is something i'm really kind of excited about and that's actually because of we have a great we've got great donors who walk alongside us so the maybe foundation gave us two and a half million dollars uh, to buy some rehabilitation equipment and first thing we bought was a piece of equipment that is the only the second in the country and it's it's called a zero g 360 and it's a gate and balance system it's it's the technology it's computer it's robotic and it's really going to help our, well, it's going to help a lot of our patients, but especially uh, spinal cord injury patients and those that were trying to get back into walking and to moving. 
um, using again that technology. We're going to be the first pediatric center in the country to have it. The second in the the second in the nation to have it, and it'll actually be installed here in just a few weeks. So, uh, being able to have a staff who can support that, because you know having a, a, a nice new shiny piece of equipment is great, but if you don't have a team that can support it, uh, then it's really just going to collect dust. And so we have a team who's really invested about learning. Uh, what is the, the latest that's available to, to make sure that our, that our kids, honestly, have the, the best opportunity for success. And so those are just some examples that I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, I love hearing that. And kids change so rapidly, oh. too, I'm sure. <laughs> Even yeah. in the amount of time they're in the hospital, their treatment is going to change just because they're growing and maturing and their muscle tone and their bone, you know, all the things, all the things. are changing on a weekly basis, it seems like. So having that staff that is flexible and adaptable, you mentioned earlier, really listening to the family, that is so valuable and, and just awesome to hear. Honestly, very refreshing. So many of us might know Bethany Children's Health Center as only inpatient, but as we talked about earlier, they offer many outpatient services too. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of those outpatient services that you offer? Well, when I got here about three years ago, I was visiting with the outpatient team and I realized um, that they have moved within the, with their physical space has moved like five or six times in the last 10 years. And they kept moving because they kept outgrowing the space. And, and right now, there's our, our, our clinical team, our therapy team, our outpatient team is sharing about 25,000 square feet in our, in our uh, tower. And that they're already busting the seams. That, that last year, 2022, I think they served over 20,000, uh, well, had over 20,000 visits. That's not 20,000 kids, but 20,000 visits because some of our kids will come multiple times. Um, but over 20,000 visits in that year, and it's tremendous. And so, that has to have, you have to have space for that. Um, and you have to have, uh, uh, you know, a significant number of, of uh, therapists and physicians, the nurses that are all taking care of those kids. And so what we've seen is tremendous growth. And that's great because number one, it means that our kids are being served in the community and we're, and we're keeping them out of a hospital, keeping them out of an inpatient stay and they're thriving at home. And so if we have a strong outpatient program, then they're going to be able to thrive at home uh, with a lot more frequency, a lot more success. And so it's important for us to keep that investment and, and just seeing the growth that we've had uh, challenges us to, to keep up with the demand. And we've, we've added two new physicians this year. We've actually several physicians, excuse me, but we've added two new pediatric uh, neurologists. I mean, those, you just can't, you don't find pediatric neurologists on every corner. We're blessed to have two of them coming to our program this year. Uh, a new general pediatrician, again, as we continue to see that outpatient growth, that general pediatrician support is, is, is incredibly special for having a new physician there. And then we've just added a child and adolescent psychologist, and not a psychologist, a psychiatrist, apologize, a child and adolescent psychiatrist. And, uh, and so tremendous, uh, you know, again, standing in, standing in the gap and filling a need. And we're, 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 we're seeing ourselves actually kind of evolve into this uh, developmental uh, behavioral so health support, uh, and again, it's finding those gaps. But the services are continuing to, to evolve, general pediatrics to complex care needs, but all the therapies, including intensive. So it's a physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy. You know, we have music therapy, recreation therapy as well. Um, so the, the unfortunate part about like music therapy is an example. Insurance doesn't pay for it, but man, it is such a critical care uh, part of, of a care plan. And it makes a tremendous difference uh, to the success of a patient 
uh, when you're able to do things like music therapy and recreation therapy, and unfortunately, insurance doesn't pay for that, but it, we, we feel like it's a, a critical part of the plan of care. Um, but also community pharmacy. We actually have had a community pharmacy that we opened in, in the middle of the pandemic in 2020. And so I, what I love about that is it's open to the community. It's, it's, what, it's what it is, community pharmacy, right? So we, we, part of that was demand for our kids who were outpatient. We have kids from all across the state, and a lot of our kids require a liquid medication that has to be compounded. And unfortunately, uh, compounding pharmacies are really hard to find, and that was an issue for us. And so we said, you know, we'll, let us build our own. So we built our own compounding pharmacy. It's right here on 39th Street, uh, right next to the hospital. Um, and they will drop ship across the state uh, medications to families who are served as an outpatient family here. And then it also because we're open, we're just open to the community as well. We're starting to see growth from that because what they provide is they obviously um, provide the, the prescriptions that they take about every major insurance. We take about every major insurance, but they provide exceptional quality of care and service. And when you do, a, a, when you provide a good service, people are going to come. And so we're ex excited to serve the community in that way. So you need to see outpatient growth and actually our, our, we have a, a capital plan we call master's plan it's like it's so big it only it's only going to happen if god makes it happen uh providing uh the funding to make it happen and, uh, but we're actually on the on the cusp of breaking ground next spring uh, god willing and and that's going to open up now what where they were sharing twenty five thousand square feet uh will now open up a, a, a an out, their own outpatient building which will have uh about two hundred thousand square feet uh, four stories that'll be right here on uh, Route 66, and we have a beautiful, bright, colorful caterpillar that's going to be greeting uh, everybody that's driving down 39th Street. It's going to be awesome, and we're really excited about that, but we're really excited to be able to serve more kids because we're going to have the space to do so and attract the, 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 the therapists and the other professionals and physicians to, to be part of that. I love hearing that. I think that is going to become a landmark, that Caterpillar on 39th Street. You mentioned Route 66. That is so exciting. And honestly, if there is one thing I can recommend to families in Oklahoma City um, and beyond is find a local pharmacy, as you mentioned. Um, finding especially a comp compounding pharmacy and one that can drop ship is really great. But those local pharmacies are just such, such lifesavers for families um, and so much easier to work with than um, some others. So we appreciate all of those services, the outpatient services, um, and so much, so many new exciting things coming to serve families as well. On the topic of being a leader in children's health, Bethany Children's Health Center also offers community health programs such as Safe Kids Oklahoma and Healthy Schools Oklahoma. Could you talk about these programs? I'd love to know where and how they are offered, as well as how they benefit the community. Yeah, absolutely. So one of you know one of the things we've been talking about is treating uh, you know children after they've been injured or or having a traumatic accident. One of the things that we're really invested in is prevention, and so we're able to do that through some of these programs. So um, Healthy Schools Oklahoma, Safe Kids Oklahoma, uh, ATV Safety. So think about prevention-focused education programs, resources for, for families and educators, a lot like the, the resources that Metro Family Magazine provides. We want to do the same way by providing, uh, connecting uh, resources to families about uh, you know, how kids can stay safe, um, you know, how can they prevent, you know, we're, we're a big state with a lot of lakes, and how can we do water safety? You know, how can we focus on child seat 
uh, resources and education to make sure that the child seat is installed correctly and, and help a family get a child seat if they need to, an infant seat or child seat if they need to. Um, ATV safety is another one. It just we are a rural state, so we, we like our, uh, our all-terrain vehicles, our uh, side-by-sides and all those kind of things, but you know, we want to make sure that people are using them safely because we don't want, we want to prevent a, a traumatic uh, brain injury. We want to prevent, prevent, you know, spinal cord injury. And so these are great programs where they'll, they'll go across the state of Oklahoma to make sure that uh, our communities are, are educated, have resources. We will, we'll, we'll attend health fairs. If anybody invites us out, we'll usually come if we have uh, certainly the schedule to do so. They, that team stays really busy. Healthy Schools is a, is a fairly new one. Uh, they're in 60 schools statewide. It kind of started out here in the Oklahoma City metro area from the Oklahoma City, uh, City County uh, Medical Society. It was kind of uh, their, uh, you know, effort to, again, uh, perform, you know, give evidence-based uh, curriculum to our uh, physical education teachers and schools. And what a great way to help just, uh, you know, educate on, on physical education, activity, nutrition, uh, tobacco prevention, all those kind of things kind of wrapped up in Healthy Schools Oklahoma, you know, provide uh, some, you know, some playground equipment or, or provide education on how you can uh, take a playground and make it more, uh, uh, more friendly to just activities that are around uh, mental health and, and uh, you know, just physical, physical activity. So really creative team, a lot of engagement. Again, it's really kind of more on that prevention side. And we're actually excited. I'll, I'll, sh- I'll share it right now. We we, we were actually in uh, getting ready to take over management of the Oklahoma Adaptive Sports Association. So we really want to pour into um, making sure that we have a lot of activities available for youth and adults, uh, some who have uh, physical limitations. And we want to make sure that we have, you know, the robust wheelchair basketball and uh, mm-hmm. water sports and all those kind of things. So we have the opportunity to partner with that great association and a lot like we've done with, uh, with these others in an effort to to not only uh, you know provide prevention, but then provide resources and opportunities for engagement with uh, with the community and live healthier lives. Oh, that is outstanding! I love hearing that about um, some of the accessibility programs you're boosting. Um, this is full family care we're talking about. This is the underlying point that I'm getting through this interview: is that you're looking at all aspects of what makes a family healthy, and when they get home, what can continue them on a path of wellness and health and and safety too. So I just love hearing about all of this. Um, The 125th anniversary of Bethany Children's Health Center is this year. I cannot believe 125 years is something to be very proud of. And I'm sure there are so many incredible, inspiring stories to share of recovery and support and miracles. Would you please share a few stories that have especially stuck with you? Wow, how much time do you have? Goodness. I think about Aaron. Aaron is a is a is a brain injury survivor. He, he actually was injured in a, in an ATV accident. He was riding a four wheeler uh, on some, on a sandy road and and had a and had an accident had a had an incident there. And um, now he's a community hero, educating others about the importance of wearing a helmet. And you know that's just that's just you know we're seeing kids in these really traumatic situations. Uh, take what their situation has provided and then using it to for good um, and, and to grow and to 
And, and honestly, if you ever meet him, he tells the best jokes. He actually was at our 125th gala and he opened the gala by telling some jokes. Um, he is, very, you know, but it's just, you know, special kids like that. And then, you know, there's the other side of that, you know, where we get a chance to really walk with some special families kind of through a really tough journey. You know, I think about Davis, who's one of our complex care kids who was here for a number of years and we got to journey with his family. And when you're there for so long, I'm talking about years, um, you just develop a special relationship with the family and you, you, you see the, the siblings grow up, you see Davis grow up and, um, but you're able to see Davis take part of prom, you know, because we're able to do prom here and uh, he passed away recently. And I, I remember talking to the family and, um, you know, and they, and they, what I really learned lesson that I learned from that is the miracle is not always about, um, what, you know, walking out of the, of the, of the hospital. Or, or going back home. Uh, sometimes the miracle are the relationships and friendships that are built, um, you know, through those experiences. And so I don't ever want to take that for granted. I don't ever want to, uh, people to think, hey, the miracle, the miracle workers are, you know, all the kids that walk out. And that's not always the case. And they helped me understand that. Uh, and I think about Anna, though. Anna was a brain, uh, excuse me, a spinal cord injury, a young lady who was, you know, for for me growing up and, you know, uh, I was born in Altus and I grew up in Western Oklahoma and riding the back of a pickup truck was not something I ever thought about. And here she was, she fell out of the back of a, of a pickup truck and had a spinal cord injury. And she did walk out of here, um, you know, and at, at a time when we didn't know, we honestly didn't know um, what, was, what her disposition was going to be, what her condition was going to be. And so you're able to see really special situations, really, um, from every child and every family. And you, I, I always want to, you know, I wish we could, um, you know, wish every family walked out of here with the miracle that they were wanting and praying for. And that's not always the case, um, but being able to walk and provide uh, the resources they can to, to really maximize uh, their potential is what we're going to continue to, to do. There's a lot of life that's still being lived in the hospital, no matter how long or short their stay is. And to your point about not always walking out of the hospital, you know, that the fact that your staff can walk alongside these kids and their families and their siblings and provide a full and rich life still, because that's still happening. Life doesn't pause just because you've had a medical emergency. Um, so just providing those well-rounded experiences, the music program, the prom. Um, I'd love to hear about more of that if you can. Um, you mentioned that you offer prom. Um, holidays still happen, <laughs> even yeah. in the hospital. Life still, it's like you said, uh, uh, Kirsten, life still happens. And um, you know, we were able to do prom, or we'll do a fall festival, we'll do all the things that, you know, as if the child was at home and, and mm -hmm. going to school and doing all the things. We have school here, by the way, and so uh, it's a great, great partnership. So when a child is actually here long term, um, they're doing everything a child in, in the community is doing. I mean, they're getting up, they're getting ready for the day, they're going to school, they're going to, in this case, they're going to some rehabilitation, uh, and they're going to recreation, and, uh, but you know, get to that time of year around Christmas, around the holidays, Thanksgiving. And, and that's a challenge for families. You know, it's a, it's a challenge for families who, you know, have brothers and sisters at home and then they have a child here. And, you know, we, we work to try to make that as special as possible. And, you know, every child that's here is going to have a present to open. Every child that's here is going to have 
uh, you know, as much as we can bring the experience to them. You know, we'll have all the decorations, we'll have the music, we'll have all those opportunities, um, it, but it's still a hospital. And so it's a challenge for that. And, but it's also an opportunity uh, for the community to connect with us. And we have a Joy of Christmas campaign um, where we have these kind of curated wish lists. These are lists that our therapists and families help put together for our kids because, um, you know, some of our kids can use some specialized toys and it's an opportunity. Insurance doesn't pay for that. So the community has been so generous over the years to kind of walk with us and be able to participate and, and provide uh, those kind of gifts for the kids to open. Like again, we'll have volunteers come and wrap gifts and just so exciting to see the, the, the kids, uh, you know, with their families opening gifts uh, around that holiday. So again, we'll try not to miss out on, on those activities that they are, are what quote, quote unquote normal activities for most families, uh, trying to make it as special as we can, but we could not do that without the community. Uh, and we do that through the Joy of Christmas campaign. We would offer, you know, there, there's actually information on our website. Uh, bethanychildrens.org where uh, somebody was interested in participating and supporting it they can see the list and uh, be able to help uh, connect in a way that makes sure that every family has a special uh, experience this holiday season and as you mentioned specialized toys are not covered by insurance and as a parent you know when you're paying those medical bills those budgets might get slim so i'm sure that is just so appreciated i know my me and my family love doing things like that for the holidays even getting our kids involved in the attitude of gratefulness and giving back and taking care of our neighbors that's really what that's all about so that's really special on both sides of the giving program um, Bethany Children's Health Center is a private nonprofit hospital supported by generous donors, as you've mentioned, in our community. For those listening that want to help and support the care that this hospital provides, how can they provide support? You mentioned the Christmas Give Back program. Are there other, you know, monetary or donation of time programs that you offer that, that we can get involved in? There's a lot of ways to connect, and I'll, I'll, I'll encourage people to go back to our website, uh, we have a ways to give, ways to give, not just financial, uh, sometimes that's time, volunteers. We have a great, uh, growing, robust volunteer program where volunteers will come read with the kids, come do activities with the kids, and uh, that's always uh, exciting and appreciated, too. We have uh, some of our neonatal abstinence babies just need to be rocked, and so we have a whole group of volunteers that just rock babies. I, I think the one thing that everybody can do for us is help share the story. I'm often told that you know, the Bethany Children's Health Center is the best kept secret in Oklahoma. Well, it's the best kept secret if we don't keep sharing that story. And so we want people to, to learn what we're doing. We invite people out for a tour. So there's a way for you to come out for a tour of the hospital. We'll show you all the activities, um, show you all the things that are happening. And then we'll invite people to be kind of be ambassadors of the hospital and let people know. Because, uh, you know, if you don't have a child who's necessarily needing our care, you may never know about us until you, until you get to see this big four-story caterpillar on the side of the road and you go, okay, now what's that place? Um, but that's not here yet. So in the meantime, you know, sharing the story, uh, being ambassadors would be fantastic. But there's a way to volunteer their time. Uh, we certainly would, are always blessed with financial donations because insurance only pays um, really for uh, just basic stuff. Uh, all the tech, the, tech the, the, the piece of equipment I mentioned earlier, the zero G trainer. And those are all things, all the specialized equipment, all the specialized toys, uh, all the things that are, are, are you would think that uh, insurance doesn't cover, that insurance doesn't cover. And so that, that only happens because people have given of their uh, finances uh, to help make sure the kids have all the things that they need to, to, to experience life 
and life to the full. And so we're thankful for that. So there's a giving tab there if people want to give on a monthly basis or annual basis. And, you know, as we're getting towards the end of the year for tax related purposes, that's always a, you know, we'd always ask for that consideration. Uh, that, But also in-kind donations. We change about a thousand diapers a day here. Now, when you come in, you never tell that we, it doesn't smell like we change a thousand diapers a day, but there is, there's about a thousand diapers a day. And so if people wanted just to give in-kind donations of diapers or school supplies or hygiene items, you know, will, will be, be it, that would be a blessing as well. Absolutely. And those diapers are not cheap. Speaking of mom of littles, those diapers add up. So that is awesome to know. Yes, definitely check out the needs area on their website. Um, And if you can and feel called to, that is just a beautiful, beautiful way to take care of families in our community. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with us today, Nico. The work you do is so important. I mean, I I hope you know that. I think you know that. But on behalf of our readers and I, I really thank you for all you do, for all that the hospital does. The well-rounded, thoughtful services you offer is just so refreshing. Um, And if those of our listeners um, are interested in learning more about Bethany Children's Health Center, how you can volunteer, donate, or just generally be involved, please visit www.bethanychildrens.org. Thank you again and join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.